Welcome to a very special episode of the You Are Team Number podcast. My name is Michael Harmstone, and I am joined, as ever, by one guy whose amazing race prep would consist of Grand Theft Auto, Logan Saunders. Evening. And for the first time ever, joining us are two Americans on the podcast. It's Amazing Race Legends, Team Guido, Joe and Bill. <laughs> legends? Okay. Yeah. Legends. <laughs> legends in their own right. Le- legends. <laughs> Legends is one of those words where people either take it correctly or take it a bit badly. Yeah, and don't say Americans uh-huh. like it's a dirty word. Are we supposed <laughs> to be wearing like dark furs like Joan Rivers in that photo? <laughs> but this is no understatement. In 53 podcasts, you guys are the first Americans we've ever had. Wow, on. That's, that's, we feel oh, very wow. honored. Thank you. Who else is there to talk to? <laughs> exactly. I mean, <laughs> I mean, outside of me and Logan, there's uh, Ben and Michelle from Australia and Amy from Malaysia. So, yeah, so we well, we ne- have never had an American on. Well, we well, feel very honored, and you yes. did, as Joe said, you did choose the right two to be the first. We we uh, definitely have the we're seasoned race specialists. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know what it's more like. Season was jaded, jaded race specialists, <laughs> and, and I call you guys legends. <laughs> <laughs> In our own mind, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So we'll start with a question from our very own Michelle Pierce Denovan, who wants to know, after all these years, how has Amazing Race affected your life? Well, I think we're both going to kind of have to answer it because we're both very uniquely individual in our responses to that. So go ahead. Um, I'll let Joe start. Well, it's kind of had shine a a lot of uh, focus on our lives, I think. Yes, certainly we were living a a life of relative obscurity before. (laughs) (laughs) And now we have things like this and stuff like that. Um, So it really kind of brought it to the forefront and um, brought us out of uh, our obscure lives or whatever. Um, It also kind of got us uh, more active and uh, in gay rights and marriage rights and things like that. We uh, we tried to be uh, uh, involved in the early years in the 2000s of, uh, of helping gay youth and some gay teenagers kind of push through the coming out process and stuff where before it used to be a relatively personal process and not getting involved uh, with anybody else's sort of thing. Yeah, and in... in uh in respect to our relationship, I think one of the things we developed that, you know, we still use to this day is, uh, you know, we knew going into it, it was, you know, the, the whole reason for reality shows we could see from the f- first two seasons of Survivor and for Big Brother that, that that these producers were looking for conflict and and we weren't willing to win a million dollars and sacrifice our relationship. So we kind of evolved a, a way to, on the show, that if we got into an argument, we were going to move past it and Try, you know, focus on the million dollars and not ruining a relationship or giving something bad that that puts us in a bad light. And uh, that's just I mean, just to suffice to say, it's called uh, we call it um, enough said. Anytime one of us says that we kind of like step back from whatever we're talking about and go, yeah, yeah, it's not worth uh, pursuing that. That's not an important topic. And let's talk about it later if we need to. But let's just drop it right now because it's just going to get worse. Um, the other thing for me was how it changed my life probably most dramatically is the very first day of, of season one, we were in uh, Victoria Falls, Livingstone, uh, Africa, and I had to jump off the equivalent of a 30-story building. And you were either did that task or you were out of the race. And Joe acted like he had no fear, and he just jumped off immediately. We were the first ones to the task. 
And uh, I looked at him and went, oh, my God, I can't believe I have to do this or I'm done. And I, I mean, I used to get, you know, f- you know, butterflies in my stomach getting on an elevator. So uh, it, after I did that, I couldn't talk for two days. Joe had to do all, all the interview talking because I screamed so much on the way down. It's, your body's going the equivalent of, of uh, 90 miles an hour. It's like the equivalent of jumping out of an airplane as close as you can yeah. get to it. So naturally, he loses his voice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So anyway, that, those are just some small ways, I guess. But man, it, it really did give me a whole new outlook on life. I, if I can face my greatest fear and feel so good about it afterwards, I went, what else am I missing? You know. So from that point on, I just really looked at, at uh, with an open open eye on every opportunity. So it's a perfect way to start the race, really. So sort of get, yeah. get over your fear and then last and I, think, I think the whole process brought the two of us closer together as a couple. Um, when you have to go through something like that and it's just the two of you um, against the world sort of thing and against 10 other couples or 10 other teams and stuff, um, it really kind of brings you together to to sort of like fight for a goal and to work together and to push through disharmony and things like that. So it, it was good in that respect too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I know I've heard you guys talk about how without the fast forwards, you probably would uh, have come in first like five, six times, wasn't it? Four yeah, out yeah, of the first yes, five laps. Yeah, we we came in we came in second like the first uh, four out of the first six episodes, I think, and we came in first once without using it. Yeah, we were the first team yeah. to come in first without using the fast forward ever yeah. in the history of the race. And, we, and, and if there had been no fast forward, we probably would have won it because we used it at the wrong time. Yeah, it didn't help us at all. Actually, yeah, well, hindered that's a us. Whole nother, so that's yeah, that's a whole nother question. <laughs> yeah. Our million dollar bus ride. <laughs> On that subject, it's a question from Reddit from Death and Sandwiches. What was your logic with the fast forward? <laughs> well, the the way the the way the race worked at the time. Um, we didn't, we didn't even know the rules until the night before we left New York. So, you know, you, and we didn't have anything printed or you couldn't read anything. They just kind of called us to a conference room about three o'clock in the morning. And we had to remember everything. And started just all talking and you had to remember all this stuff. And one of the things that we remembered at the time was that um, there's a fast forward every lake. One team who hasn't used the fast forward can go ahead and succeed in getting it. And at the end of the race, if no one, if one of the remaining teams have not used the fast forward, well, then it's basically reserved for them. They will not institute another one for teams that have already used it uh, if nobody, if one team has not used it. So our logic was, well, we're going to go through the whole race and not use it so nobody else can use it at the very end and get ahead of us. And um, we kind of kept to this plan until we got real nervous that it got down to only five teams. And uh, it was only available to Nancy and Emily and ourselves. And I think just kind of being nervous and scared and not sleeping very, you know, not sleeping at all for like days at a time and not eating very well and stuff like that. We decided to go for it uh, rather than holding it out so nobody else could use it. Yeah, and we really should have. And it was, and it was kept a bad. Ch- it was a bad choice. I mean, what happened? What happened is that we got the fast forward. Nancy and Emily had to do the other task, and then we had to go down to um, a, a village um, down, uh, called Krabi from Bangkok, uh, in Thailand, which is about a thousand kilometers away. 
and we got some bad information from this very sweet lady who spoke perfect English, who convinced us that we could never go that far in a taxi cab. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, and we already missed the first train, so you have to take a bus. And the next bus doesn't leave for another five or seven hours. And we listened to her rather than um, going out and checking right outside the, the bus station windows. Um, there were a, a line of taxi cabs. We could have just arranged for a taxi cab and come in first. Well, we waited for the bus uh, on her good advice, and we wound up coming in last. Or what turned out to be bad advice. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, so we call it our million-dollar bus ride. And, yeah, that was the end of the race um, and then it, and it turns out then we, we should have been eliminated, but we weren't eliminated anyway because Nancy and Emily broke some rules wow. and they got a 24-hour penalty. So we actually came to the pit stop about four or five yeah. hours after they did, wow. and yet they still got eliminated. And it really so, sealed our villainy in the yeah, race, too. That was yeah. so like, it, it was already bad enough, and it's that like, really so cemented it. No, no other contestant ever spoke to us for the remainder of the race. <laughs> and that was, we probably had about another four days to go. Yeah, we were, <laughs> so we were really the outcasts at that point in time. Yeah, we were already, and, uh, but even worse. And we had to fight our way back up from fourth to third uh, to, uh, to stay in the race Beijing. and eliminate Kevin and Drew after that. And then we probably, you know, could have done a good job of maybe eliminating Rob and Brennan and Frank and Margarita, but we just basically ran out of time and ran out of race. It was, by then it was all over with, yeah. and we were stuck in Alaska when the thing was being completed in New York City. But it was the first season, so you did, we didn't know, so we yeah. just kept as positive as we could and yeah. hoped there was going to be an opportunity, but there never was. Was there a different public reaction to your exit from All Stars than uh, season one? Oh, much different. Yeah. yeah. I mean, everyone cheer. I mean, we were like the, the, I mean, it was perfect editing. I mean, if you talk about good editing, the way they, you know, they went from a lot from the finish line and then back to Alaska, that was probably in raising amazing race history. That was the best edit. You know, I mean, it's just, everyone loved the look on our faces when we were told the race was <laughs> over and we're sitting there in the tundra of Alaska and, uh, you know, so, yeah, and then exiting from Amazing Race All-Stars, we were, you know, a, a couple in love, and, you know, the way it was all edited, it was exactly the way it happened, and we were very happy to have been included, but it, we were racing in a completely different world, and yeah. and rules, and against very formidable teams, and yeah. uh, it and was... American like, Danielle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, American Danielle just targeting you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, well, and uh, and uh, Ozzy and Danny and a couple of them really were kind of orchestrating everything. Uh, Ozzy and Danny had a 24-hour uh, access to a 24-hour 800 toll number for a booking. A travel agent travel in America, agent, which, was, which we didn't know which at the we, time. Our rule, understanding of the rules is completely against the rules. Well, yeah, but now they've changed but, it, but so you they, can't They've do changed that. everything so much that it's kind of hard to keep up with it and once again, trying to, to play a modern race when we're kind of still playing with the rules of 2001. Yeah, but we, the way we, we learned. You know, at least yeah. we beat Kevin and Drew again in all stars. So. <laughs> we were happy about that. Yeah. That was your one saving grace. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. for us. Exactly. We had, no we had no grudge against them in the race. Yeah. We actually had that conversation. Yeah. Uh, we just said that may the best team win, and, and we did. <laughs> <laughs> And we did. <laughs> <laughs>
So take that, Kevin and Drew. Unfortunately, yeah. it didn't continue like that for the other five eliminations yeah. after we, us. Yeah, we didn't make it to the end, but we, we made it. Into we six. made it halfway, at least. Yeah, so and we was, got to go all the way around the world, yeah. too, which was nice, because we were like a, uh, um, a decoy team after we were eliminated, so we still did get to travel with the, tra- with the uh, competing teams. When Kevin and Drew were eliminated in uh, All-Stars, yes. what, what was the cause of the delay? Because you had to wait six hours, didn't you? Oh, yeah, in uh, Atacama Desert. Well, what happened was they protested that the uh, some other contestant, remember it, was, remember it was Thanksgiving and we had to wait for them to talk to the attorneys in Los Angeles? I don't know oh, the circumstances. Um, something happened with... With the with speeding, or there, there 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 was there was a big there was a big argument with them and the producers and the lawyers because I remember Drew insisted um, that they were paying attention to the speed limit rules. We we were we right. were severely reprimanded earlier for certain teams egging on their taxicab drivers to go faster and faster. Like money. And when you were driving, uh, seriously speeding, uh, you know, through cities and on two lane roads, and it was really getting very dangerous. So um, we had been warned to strictly pay attention to speed limit rules. And what happened is on the way to the um, pit stop uh, in the uh, Valley of the Moon, the say the speed limit, as, a, as an example, the speed limit was increased from 25 miles an hour it was very to slow, 35 or 40 miles an hour. Limits. Everybody saw the increase in the speed limit and started driving faster. But Kevin and Drew obviously didn't see the change. So they kept driving at 25 miles an hour and got passed by a number of people. And then there was a big brouhaha about how come all those other people are not getting penalties because they were speeding. You're only supposed to be going 25 miles an hour. And Kevin and I were paying close attention to the speed limit. Well, as it turns out that they had missed the, the rate change uh, along the road. And, and, and you could actually go faster than that. And to be uh, honest, is the, the production is very fair about these kinds of inquisitions. You know, they, they, so what they had to do is go back and review all the tapes. Yeah, um, and that's a complicated yeah. thing when you're, you know, thousands of and miles if, and away. If you, and if you watch the show, they pan, they they uh, do a close up of the new speed limit sign, and Kevin and Drew totally missed it. Yeah. So um, they edited it such that you know everything was justified afterwards. Yeah. How are the cameramen so good at that? Because it's the same with Survivor. If you. When someone's searching for the immunity idol and walks past it, the cameraman will just pan and no one notices. I tell you, the, the cameramen are the heroes yeah. of the whole program. Yeah. They, the sound crew and the camera guys are amazing. They speak multiple languages. They are just superhuman. They, they, I mean, they, of course, they, they're clued into certain things that we're yeah. not. So they know if, if there's things like that, they'll tell them. And also what you're talking about is in they have zone cameras in areas where major action's going to occur that's important that they catch. So those zone cameramen are really clued in more even maybe than the team cameramen. Yeah. Um, you know, to to, be, to keep it fair for everybody, and ev- and everybody is filming everything, so it's oh, yeah. not like not like say f- on Survivor as an example. Maybe you know you're looking for the uh, immunity idol, and really all you need to do is kind of look look where your cameraman is pointing his camera because obviously it's <laughs> around there. Or something. He's yeah. all over the place, and there are multiple cameramen many times. Yeah. So you're so intent camera. on what you're doing, you can't be bothered with looking to see what the cameraman is doing in 
quite often they're behind you anyway, so you can't be uh, turning around all the time to see what they're doing. You know, they're they're having a hard time keeping up with you even. Although uh, you will know when you're getting close to like yeah. the pit stop because those zone cameramen will yeah, suddenly you'll see, appear. You'll see big boom cameras yeah. and things so like that. So you know that. you're close, but you yeah. still don't know where Phil is. I mean, because yeah. they've gotten very tricky about hiding him, so. <laughs> Unless you get clues like, just go west. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Just yeah. That him. first season was like that. The first season was crazy hard to figure out the clues. Yeah, I mean, we the clues were, three-quarters of the time, the clues were riddles of some kind. So you had to figure out the riddle in the clue before you really knew what it was versus later on in All-Stars, basically go here, go, here, go, go there, there, go do this, do that. With five pages and, of instructions you know, on how to get there. And you think, you think there's really going to be something to do there. One time we had in Chile, we had to go to this like this ship, um, God, in the middle of nowhere on a beach or whatever. Yeah. And here we're all doing the research on the Internet while we're waiting to try to figure out what it is that we're going to be doing on the ship and everything else. And we didn't even get to go on the ship. The, the clue box was right in front of me. You just go pick up the clue and run away. <laughs> <laughs> they love to play with your head like that. It's uh, yeah. it's very cool. <laughs> and you and you can just see the the glee on Bertram's face, the producer's face. He just, yeah, he just loves, loves, loves to see how he can torture us. <laughs> he loves winding you up. Yeah. Oh, he does. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Makes good TV. Like, like saying you've got his favorite cameraman and then you're not knowing there's going to be a, a switch to the next day. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's exactly, exactly right. what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I was getting... very disappointed with that. I thought we really had a leg up. Yeah. And then later on, the next cameraman that we had was these two Israeli guys, uh, an Israeli cameraman and an Israeli sound man. And the first thing they Israeli tell walk. us is, we don't run. <laughs> <laughs> And we ran everywhere, basically. Yeah. Any production then, credits for that? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. But it all works out because everybody gets them eventually. But you know, yeah. it's, just, it's frustrating when you have the, to work The people them. who had them before, it was um, uh, Delman Louise, we call them. And they were so happy to get rid of these two guys, you couldn't believe it. it was I mean, Brent, that was Pat funny when hell this happened to us Yes, now. Pat and Brenda. Mm. Yeah, it, there's so much. I mean, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. Yeah, it's too bad they can't do an outtake show at the end of every season because there's a lot of stuff that happens that's great that you know just don't have time to put it in the season. Sure. Make it DVD extras. It would be. I mean, mm -hmm. every season has a ton of that stuff. We've got a question from Emmanuel on uh, Facebook who says, aside from the U-turn, express pass, and speed bumps, how different is the race now compared to the time you raced? Are you a fan of how teams today race? Uh, you know, the first season to All-Stars, we've already talked about that a little bit. Taking it even further, um, I'm trying to think, what was that? Most, oh, the, 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 the most recent one is amazing. That's unlimited power. The, um, yeah, save. The, yeah, the save. That yeah. is amazing. I mean, yeah, the, what, what can they come up with next? I'm, I'm sure it'll be something, but, God, they're really getting, um, you know, taking out all the... the the game of the game, you know what I mean? And when they have those kinds of saves and stuff, I, I kind of prefer the first season when, when we saw how many, how much personality came into it, it kind of made it more like big brother and less like a real competition and a, and a, a spirit of a, a race. That's the only thing I have to say about it. I think it gets really backbiting and, you know, bitchy. And, and I thought the first season, yeah, we were bitchy, but, but we probably created that. Well, <laughs> 
Well, I know they added a lot of stuff. We should like, be getting some kind of royalty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we did. Because, but we just were the first ones to realize, hey, this is a race for a million dollars. This isn't Survivor. And making alliances doesn't work. Yeah. It just doesn't work in the race. You can be nice. You have to be nice to people. And you almost have to form alliances now because of the, the pass and, and, and the, yeah, you yields and, and all like that. that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be nice to everybody, and we could care less in the first season. I thought that made a lot of good drama. Yeah. <laughs> Team Greedo was, were bastards, and that's who we were. Yeah. You know, we, we were there not to make friends during the race. We wanted to win the million dollars. We didn't, but you know, we had a fun time doing it, and we didn't care what anybody else thought during the race. And, and it's also, you know, like we weren't the only people that were doing this stuff too, either. I mean, there were, everybody that's was doing true. it, and everybody was like holding hands and skipping down the roads sometime, and then at the end of the road, they're all stealing a cab from one another. Oh, and that's but you, but you, I mean, yeah, there, it almost came to a fist fight one time in between India. Kevin and Drew yeah, and, and Frank and Margarita. Oh yeah, you know, so it's like you know, the, it, it was yeah. just it was unbelievable. And then these guys were kind of edited of like really Mr. Nice guys when we were the uh, the bastards of yeah. the whole thing, you know. So no. it wasn't like that at all. Um, it's just like any reality show; it's they what, only show you what they one need one to. example uh, of Margareta, the the older lady uh, of uh, Margareta and Dave. One time we were searching around Marseille. We had to go take this ferry from Marseille to Tunis. And um, we wanted to make sure that we were in the right spot. So we kind of went to the office to buy tickets. You had to wait there. And then Bill and I left rather than just sitting around for an hour and a half to see if there was any place else we could buy a ticket or kind of get on the boat faster than, than normal. And um, we ran into Margareta and Dave, and we told them where to go and what they had to do. And we took them, literally, we took them to the office there. And then she, and like, this is America's favorite grandmother. And then she kind of like elbowed us out of the way oh, man, they were <laughs> to, get, to get through the front door yeah. to, to get in line to buy tickets. Yeah, we're, like, we both looked at each other like, the oh, my God. We're the ones who just took you here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, next time we'll trip you. <laughs> So but everybody had their moments, but we were featured. Yeah. But you know, naturally, you'd never see that because they weren't edited to be aggressive no. or mean or, or anything no. like that. You know, we were. <laughs> Maybe when they inevitably introduce the uh, Must Vote U-turn from the international seasons, they can name it after you. The Team Guido U-turn. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. for, uh, for making it... <laughs> For making everyone turn into a real bastard. <laughs> so in uh, that's a good question. Can I ask you guys a question? Yeah, of course. What? So in the other in the other international uh, races, do they ever bring our name up about strategy or anything, or like how we'll, we don't want to play the game the way they did, or? <laughs> or I think Canada would be the most likely candidate if okay. uh, anyone did. Which one do you think is most like U.S. or do you think which one is better than the U.S.? Do you guys have an opinion about that? Um, well, the the best international season, in my opinion, is the second Australian one, purely because okay. there's probably 10 out of the 11 teams that are potential All-Stars. Logan's not seen that season yet. Okay. The only um, season I haven't but, seen, pretty much. <laughs> but I'm not, the last... And it, where is that? Where can you see that one? Like on Hulu or something? Or? Um, it'll be... It's uploaded on YouTube, I think. Okay. So go ahead. Sorry. Thank you but, for answering um, the, the second Canadian one last year that both of us covered was really good. Um, uh -huh. Australia was pretty good last year. Australia versus New Zealand. Uh huh. Oh yeah, yeah, that's uh, right. I heard that. What else? 
Uh, the Israeli okay. version has really crazy tasks all yes, the time. <laughs> oh, you know, we're going to Israel, too. I wonder oh, that we'll have to watch that before we go. Oh, there. They, we, we've been sort of following it on uh, the Wikipedia recaps, but they just make them do absolutely mental things. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, what, this time they went to Georgia and tried to convince them that they were going to be having dental procedures done. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's good. That's really good. That or that's like when they cut the hair off of uh, uh, yeah. of Joyce, of Joyce, Jen and Joyce yeah. which is like for a black woman, that's crazy, amazing to cut all of her hair off. It seems we'd have to fill out a medical questionnaire and then be told to sit in the dentist's chair. The dentist and his assistant would make to appear as if teams would endure a painful dental procedure. Oh that my all... god, that's horrible. <laughs> But it was all for show. <laughs> <laughs> and how did it? How does it turn out? They just suddenly say, "Okay, it's over. You don't have to do anything." Yeah, they just uh, hand them the next the next clue and a fake oh, gold tooth over good, one of the teeth. That's good. <laughs> Israel seems to be uh, going for proper psychological warfare. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it sounds like it. Well, good for them. That's great. Yeah. Every every single podcast, I just keep looking at their description and go, "Why can't we see this in English? <laughs> this is crazy." <laughs> yeah, they need to at least uh, subtitle it or something. Yeah, I mean, I know uh, they, there's hardworking people on YouTube subtitling stuff like Dutch, the Dutch version of the Mole, but I don't yeah. think uh, Israeli uh, Amazing Race has got there yet. <laughs> it's so amazing that it's in every, all these different countries now. It's, it's and yet the UK still hasn't had one. Yeah, one which dis. Disgust me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you all are too proper well, to do the things that create we, one. we crazy Americans do. <laughs> oh, we, oh, we really are. <laughs> <laughs> we really, really are. All of our friends are think we're nuts. They, they kind of are embarrassed to talk about it when we go visit, so <laughs> we don't bring it up. <laughs> I don't bring it up. Yeah, they think, they think we're nuts. Bill brings it up. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> so, so we've got another Reddit question here, which yeah. is from Atomaster123, who says, if uh, you were to join another cast of, any other cast of races, i.e. season three, season 23, etc., which one would you join? The one that already happened, you mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, one that's already happened. Jeez. Um, well, one that we could probably win. <laughs> <laughs> that's you know. Yeah, I mean, actually the most recent ones. Think that's pretty the, tough. Who, who the lame winners were? Yeah. <laughs> well, there was you a know. couple where we looked at each There's other. A, like, we I had, don't believe they're in. Uh, well, the they're clues with, and the things they do. You know do. where it was? Like the, the seven... It was um the the two guys the two guys from Beekman. Place. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like the Beekman, we thought the Beekman, Beekman boys. boys. We thought they were going to be eliminated like seven or eight different times, and the guy couldn't even swim, or right. whatever. And it's just amazing that they actually stayed in. And then, wouldn't you know it, they uh, they won the thing at the end because they were actually smarter than the other teams, yeah. and they could remember where they had been. I think what what currency they used or something like that. Yeah, I think there was some. Yeah, I think there were some in the after. Right after All Stars, that I thought, man, if we had only because they were we had a really tough course for All Stars, so I know there's like yeah. 12, 13, 14 in that range where I know we could have won in one or two of those seasons because the places they went, the tasks they did were so dumbed down. I went, oh my yeah. god, there's just there's just no thought process, and, and I I know they all take tests before they go, so I, I'm I'm wondering if they do that. They they create the the tasks based on you know the um, the intelligence. The capacity, yeah, the, yeah, I was trying to be, find a very kind word. Yeah, the intelligence is exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> trying to be nice. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you watch some of them and you just can't believe it, but, you know. But then again, 12 does have probably my favourite final memory challenge of all time, which the uh, put one item from each leg on uh, on the platform. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of those... The one that made Christina cry. Yeah. Or the ones with the surfboard, where, what's his face, um, where they had to put the Luke? surfboards... Yeah, Luke had to put the surfboards in order. Yeah, that... It's a little, oh, yeah. Yeah, and I know that feeling when you're, like, looking... You can see the other team. You don't know where they are in the task, but it, it's very frustrating. Like we were in uh, Zanzibar doing a puzzle with Terry and Ian right next to us, and uh, it was so hard to hide from them once Joe figured out the puzzle because there were two sides of the piece. And and I, Joe finally kind of was able to whisper it to me, and I thought, oh, if they see what we're doing, they're going to figure it out too. So it's yeah, I, I, I totally get that. It's hard not to watch what your competitors are doing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, 21 had a really difficult uh, final memory challenge as well, but you guys probably would have smoked it given your propensity for languages. <laughs> <laughs> One of the hardest ones we did, um, I'm so glad that I was in it, not that Joe couldn't have done it, but, man, it was a pressure cooker was during All-Stars. We were in a room with uh, that conference room, and oh, we had yeah. to get clues from some, if you remember, from what was on the table, and it was like, on their cufflinks, the clues were all over the room, and it was look, go, taking us to the Atacama Desert, and that was one of the hardest things yeah. we ever did. You on, had on a, you had to spell the word Chiquamata. Yeah, chi, that was a Chiquamata. And you had to get the letters off the guy's cuff and yeah. his big pen and things like that. I thought we were never yeah. going to get. I, it. I was very pleased that I didn't do that one. <laughs> and then, unfortunately, and then, Amber and Rob and somebody else got together, figured it out after we left, and they told each other. We thought, oh my god, you know. So, so then it sort of ruined it, because it, it, there was, I think, the beauty queens got it right before I did, and because uh, they were really sharp too. Um, and then somebody behind us figured it out, and they just shared it with everybody. I think it was. Um, yeah, I remember. Rob and Amber. Yeah, could have been. <laughs> they just and Rob and Amber. That was their whole shtick. They were just trying to keep us all tightly packed. I mean, that's that was a good strategy actually on their part, I guess. Yeah, because they knew they could. Uh, they'd have a good chance of outrunning most people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> in, exactly. in that in that group yeah. especially. But yeah, like they, David and Mary. And on yeah, exactly. all stars, they came, they came in first for the first three or four uh, legs of the race, and then they got eliminated. Awesome. Yeah. The next one, like that, was the biggest celebration I've ever seen during a race. And uh, it was just we all we were all in a, like in a in a, a restaurant waiting for them. Yeah. As they were coming in, and we cheer each team as they came in, and finally it was we knew it was between Rob and Amber and. and uh, 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 yeah. Right. And we boy when Charlotte and Myrna. Yeah. Charlotte <laughs> Myrna. When when Charlotte and Myrna came in, we all just jumped up down screaming. We were so happy that Rob and Amber got eliminated. Uh, and yet their record of uh, the first three legs winning yeah. has now been broken. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, uh, we had a team of Olympians in Canada do, do four last year. Wow. We've had, we've had four done a couple of times now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Come to think of it. But, yeah, it was getting pretty boring with those Olympians. <laughs> they, they, do, <laughs> they, they just shoved a pair of um, gold medalists from uh, the Canadian hockey team on onto the race and didn't expect them to win wow, all God, the time. Really. Yeah, and if you if the course is set up in such a way and there's and they have the intelligence and the physical abilities, you know you're unstoppable. Really, that's why in the beginning uh, 
male teams were winning all the time, and I, then they switched things up, so it was more memory, and I mean, because most of the stuff in the first season was uh, physical, climbing mountain, climbing hills, and uh, stuff that was very physical. Jumping into canyons. I mean, Joe and I, Joe and I, yeah, <laughs> doing stuff that Joe and I said, this is a race for teenagers, not for us. <laughs> we were like, Everyone else went to a party that first night on the first season. Joe and I said, we got to go to bed. We're tired. Yeah. <laughs> and fortunately, we did because everybody, half the people got diarrhea the next day. <laughs> the, food, the food in the hotel was tainted or something. Yeah. One of the cameramen actually had to go to the hospital in Paris. So the six-hour pit stop turned into a 30-hour pit stop, and we had to wait for him to come out of the hospital. Yeah, even Phil got hours. sick. Yeah. Wasn't your Israeli cameraman, was it? No, unfortunately, no, it wasn't. No, 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 no. They, yeah, they he were stayed, there until he the stayed end. healthy with us all the way to the end, including in Beijing. I remember at the wall, the Beijing, the wall, the Great Wall. He looks at us because he, we'd already made the mistake in Thailand. And he kind of goes, "Really a shame you guys did that in Thailand or something." It was yeah. like, like what? The race isn't over yet. It's it sort of like I got this bad feeling when he said that. It's like. You asshole. <laughs> <laughs> On the subject of uh, extended pit stops, what's the best way to spend 36 hours in a Tunisian sandstorm? Oh, <laughs> God. You know, that wasn't as bad as they made it look. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of weird that we had to get... We, we really didn't even know it. The wind wasn't even blowing. I yeah. Mean, it was no. A little bit. But they knew it was coming, so they evacuated yeah. us early. Yeah, they... they Put, they made that sort of look worse than it was, but I'm sure it did get bad, but we were well out of there before. And it, and it was just kind of part par for the course on Amazing Race 1 because there were so many things where we weren't quite sure if they knew what they were doing Which they anyway. Did. And, you know, we were the very first one, so you're not so sure if it's really supposed to be like this yeah. or they're throwing you a curveball here. There was at least three or doing? four times because Joe and, and I so, were in the front. Yeah, and it, it was just, you just were never you didn't know what you were doing and you didn't know what other teams were doing and you really couldn't figure out if production knew what the, they were doing either sometimes. Yeah, we would get, so, we would get to places and the yeah. clue box wasn't even there yet. Maybe, yeah, maybe We'd this run is around and suddenly the clue box would be there. Yeah. I mean, we weren't, this wasn't like, yeah, you ran past it. We would run past it and it definitely was not there and then we'd run back and it was there. In the, in, in the we first, in the first the hour we got to JFK and we got to South African Airways and literally there was just like a little... Uh, it was a white and gold flag during those days. It's like yeah. the same color as the Vatican. They had to change it. Yeah. <laughs> and there was just like a little white and gold flag on top of the, the little line barriers that they pull out in airport to create Disneyland yeah. lines or whatever, leading up to the South African Airways ticket counter. No one. And there was nobody there yet. There was no, no South African's ticket agent yet. Yeah, so we, so we, we got there before they did. We weren't entirely <laughs> sure we are in the right place. So, you know, here we are trying to, like, create a line. We're first. We're first. It's like we don't even, and we don't even know who who's on this race because we haven't been introduced. We haven't been able to talk to them until then. Yeah. So now we're having to introduce ourselves to everybody and remind them that, that we got here before they did. And then when we when you look at the DVD a commentary, the the um, extras that they provide on the on the uh, commentaries for the DVD season one, uh, they actually says um, Elise says uh, during that first season they when they said go, they realized suddenly. 
oh, that's not just the contestants. That means us. We've got to go, too. Yeah. We should be running ahead of all of those teams. Yeah. And she said they just all turned white, realizing we can't just stand here and watch them go. we got to get ahead of them. <laughs> we have to get cabs also. Yeah. <laughs> and so there was a couple of things that weren't in place, that obviously, that first day because of that. Now, when we confirmed that we were going to be interviewing you, Logan started contacting some of your former racers. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Um. So, for, oh, really? He, they contacted other racers. Okay. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Anything you want to admit? Okay, I have to go to now. <laughs> well, on All Stars, we know that Frank wasn't exactly happy with us with what he the letter he provided for us on All Stars. Yeah. <laughs> but no, we have nothing to. We have. We, can we take have no it. animosity, and we have, I'm we sorry have, if they do. <laughs> we have skin thick like an armadillo's. <laughs> but funnily enough, we're starting with Frank. Uh, Frank wanted us to ask about the food and drink bill when you were leaving India. Oh, see, I, of course. <laughs> yeah, the food and drink bill was handled very nicely by Bertram. Thanks, Frank. Yeah, yeah. We, we uh, appreciated the largesse as well. We had drinks on the roof. <laughs> But but Frank, uh, they all thought that it would be very funny to uh, stick us with, stick their, bar us with their bar bill. But you know, you ran to teacher and made Bertram sort it for you. <laughs> oh, absolutely! <laughs> Immediately, we didn't do we didn't do any of this, and of course, they knew what we did that we didn't. It was like three hundred dollars or something. Something like that. Yeah. Oh, Even drinks. we couldn't drink that much. No. <laughs> No, and it wasn't. Very and, it, good. and it wasn't. And it they, was all beer. Anyway. Yeah, it wasn't anything good. We would have drunk in like really nice Cristal or something champagne. We wouldn't have gone for that cheap rot guy. Yeah, that was on that bill. Thank you, Frank. Hope you enjoyed that beer. Karen sent us a message as well. Uh, she says, it's been a long time since our season. My memory is fading. However, one thing I will always remember about Joe and Bill is that everyone loathed them in a humorous way. It's the fact that they were GQ 24-7. They never seemed to appear tired or disheveled like the rest of us. They were always colour coordinated <laughs> with their attire, which always looks as though they just pulled it off the rack or stepped off the runway. Pants pressed, shirts tucked in, all of which were topped with their matching hats. And then they had those Inspector Gadget backpacks that were so small and housed those weeks' worth of nicely pressed clothes. Lol, characters they are. Give them my love. Oh, we love she her. Love her. She said all that. Wow, God. And it's and it's true. I mean, they always just after the season was over, they'd always say, "Where did that stuff? Those are magic backpacks. You keep yes, pulling new outfits yes, out yes. of there." And the funny part about it is they were they were all doing um, um, laundry service in hotels and pit stops, and we weren't. We had a bungee cord, and we would wash our clothes out. Yeah, and we had no idea. <laughs> and we didn't find we didn't find out that they were actually doing laundry service until they found they Frank and the others tried to stick us with their bar tab. Yeah. So it's like we were wasting our time washing all our clothes out all the time, <laughs> oh, well, Ho- hoping they would be dry in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. It it was it was funny. I mean. We just took everything to the extreme. Every time they sent an email to us at the beginning, of this, before the season started, you know, with stuff like, yeah, you have to have a team identity. You have to. So we would run off to the store and just buy all Well, the they stuff. asked us, what is your shoe size? What is your waist? What's your neck size? Your inseam, your arm right. sleeve length and all this stuff. So we kind of sat around <laughs> for about 10 days ex- just expecting this big box to show up with like a little uniform in it or something. <laughs> and when it didn't show up, we called and said, like, you know, what's going on? I think you've missed us or whatever. And I said, oh, no, we're not sending you anything. You have to do it all yourself. Yeah, I know. 
everything you bring, you've got to carry. So, so, we're, oh, so wow. one night, Bill and I went off to REI. And we spent like $1,000 each on matching apparel. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, now it's so weird, though, because after that, if you look at the season two, three, and on, it's everyone has all these bright colors. Everybody matches. I mean, 90% of the teams yeah. do. And you knew who we were right from the beginning. And we were the first team to have a name. I mean, nobody else had a name because in the interviews sometimes, before we went to the start line, some of the other teams would be around. Well, we had our names, like, embroidered on our shirts. <laughs> so Team Guido was like, you could just see the other teams, like, looking at each oh. other, rolling their eyes. It was like, Pat, Pat, <laughs> of, um, what was it? Pat and, Pat and Brenda. Pat and Brenda. Were, when we were doing this photograph <laughs> for, for the thing that was going to appear in the newspapers, Pat looked at my chest and said, Team Guido, if you're Team Guido, who are we? And I looked at him and said, you're nobody. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder where we got that villain. Where did that villain we hadn't even left. We hadn't even left yet. We were, we were such nice guys. <laughs> How could you not love us? <laughs> yeah, just going back to your question about the international seasons, I've just remembered that there was a team on the last Canadian season that had your identical intro of the sort of holding the dog, clinking the glass of the wine. Oh, is that oh, right? Really? Yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Well, we, they need to let that know. That's been copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> they can't do that. Because uh, yeah. we, we actually pointed it out when we recapped the season. <laughs> that is funny. I think, yeah, I think those guys emailed us after they were eliminated, and they said, oh, we're so sorry or something. I, I didn't know what it was about. And, and then I did hear something that some people were comparing them to us. Yeah, Rex and Bob. Yeah, right. Yeah, they, they emailed us after they got eliminated. Say, we're so sorry. <laughs> yeah, they're very nice. We saw and TJ last night, too. Honolulu. Yeah, they're they're here visiting uh, their TJ's mom. TJ's mother, yeah. Yeah, lives in IAA. Yeah. We did get a message from Matt, from uh, Matt and Anna as well. Uh, oh, who, oh. <laughs> who, Yeah, who said to us, why won't you interview me? Oh, yeah, I wasn't good enough. <laughs> oh, oh, he, oh he's my God. Actually, he's actually very funny. Very funny yeah. and so nice, too. Yeah. It was just, I felt so sorry for them because that yeah. was it. All of us that did that first season, no one wanted to be that first team. And it was heartbreaking. It's, you could just see it on their faces because they really were a good team. They would have made some good TV if they'd made it yeah. further. She had wonderful, wonderful sense of humor. Oh, yeah. I mean, she Both just and ripped everybody a new one very easily, yeah. just like we could. Yeah. <laughs> and the teachers, the teachers, Leslie and... Leslie and... Kim. 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 Yeah. Leslie and Kim would have been, if they had made it further, they would have been as funny as yeah. Kevin and Drew. They were yeah. very funny. Yeah. Were, they, they, were they as mean as they were portrayed to be? Not no, mean. no, they weren't really mean. They, they just they, didn't they, like. They were kind of like they were kind of like blue collar aggressive. Yeah, you know, um, they were really out Nothing there. Nothing got to, in their to, way. You know, that that rough, tough Texas type personality. And Amy, and they was, did not get was, along with there Amy. There was nobody so. that was going to stand in their way of anything, and um, they were they were just really a couple of really cool but wild women. Very fun. Um, we had a lot of fun with the, them afterwards. In, in Africa, they were driving so fast, and literally they had little kids <laughs> jumping off the roads. Like, these are dirt, red dirt roads with big clouds of dust and everything, and they literally had little kids jumping off the roads into the gutters trying to get away from the car. <laughs> That's the very first time anybody ever got reprimanded for speeding, and then they never slowed down anyway. <laughs> 
That might be why the race hasn't been able to go back to uh, Zambia uh, since then, I guess. I'm sure it (laughs) It is. It could be. I mean, yeah. Oh, we were terrible. Oh, God. That first season, we got away with so much. Yeah. That's probably why we didn't enjoy All-Stars as much, (laughs) because that first season, we really got away with a lot of stuff that, you know, they just, they had no control over. How long did it take for you guys to sort of get to know every other team? Um, I mean, during the season or Um, after? Did you really know that much of Matt and Anna before they got eliminated, for example? Well, well here, no. well, we can say, here's what we did. When we were interviewing, there were, you know, there, we eventually ended up with 11 teams of two. In, in the final interviews, just like Survivor was in the same hotel, um, they isolate uh, 24 teams or was it? 22 teams. 22 teams. So it's double the amount that they're going to select. And we sort of just got glimpses of people during meals, but you couldn't talk. You'd just be in different ports of the, of the restaurant at this hotel. And you'd only see maybe three or four teams a day, but we just looked at people, observed their behaviors, how they dressed. And we had names for every team before the season. started. Yeah. And we actually picked how many, we, we, we picked, we the picked, top four we picked like seven out of 11 teams. Oh. Yeah. And, and that was one of the things we talked to, to Les Moonves about in our final interview. We had a list with nasty little nicknames for everybody. <laughs> oh, they, they and in our, in our last interview with Les Moonves, um, he made us give us give him the list right away and talk about all the other teams. And it's, like, it's really funny because we were talking about everybody else for about the first five or six minutes of this interview before we even started talking about ourselves. And Les is, <laughs> we were in Les's office, Les Moonves' office at CBS. And, yeah. And he was, you know, at his desk. And then there was all these other producers and things. We don't even know who some of them were, but uh, most of them were top officials at CBS. But we, he, at one point, he, he said, well, now, which team are you talking about? So I just got up out of my chair we were sitting like in the center of the room facing him and I just got up and I went right up to his desk and I leaned over because he had all this paperwork about the race out on his desk and I just leaned right over everything. I'm looking at trying to get, look at his notes and see what he's <laughs> And he goes, hey, young man, step back. <laughs> Which is nice because Bill's about two years older than he is. Yeah, I was going to say I like that Les Moonves uh, calls people young man. Oh yeah, no, he was he was very. Les Moonves is really a cool. Oh guy. yeah, he I mean, really wonderful. After the race was over, he yeah. one time we were in L.A. and he just pulled his car over and honked and waved yeah. at us. Yeah, it was very really wonderful. Nice. Yeah, but first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, we love Julie too. She's she was always so yes. nice to us because in the first season she was of course on CBS this morning and we got interviewed by her a couple times. She was oh, always sure. very nice to us. I have a lot of respect for someone who can poke fun at themselves. Like she, oh, like yeah. she does so with the uh, the but first, she is very 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 nice. Yeah, that that doesn't surprise me at all. Even on and off camera, I mean, she's very nice. So we got a complete essay from Facebook here. From uh... <laughs> <laughs> I love these questions. Yeah. Are good. I'm, I'm saying that I'm saying this because Alex knows that it's an essay. Uh... It's from uh, Alex Liang, who says, I'm a huge fan of Team Guido because of the fact that they were multilingual, they speak French, Spanish and Italian, and have made valiant attempts to successfully communicate in Mandarin when in Beijing. There have been... (laughs) 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 Alex says this as a uh, Mandarin speaker, I think. Uh, 
there have been so many teams who don't speak a word of another language and are woefully ignorant of the cultures and of the countries they visit. What does Team Guido make of such teams who are monolingual and ignorant? Do you think that once you realise you're on tar, you should start really preparing yourself to take on the world? One team that came to mind from the most recent season was Dennis and Isabel, who made it clear that they did a lot of preparations before the race. How much preparations did Team Guido do before uh, each amazing race, and what advice would you give others about preparing for this aspect of amazing race? Oh, my oh God. God. You know, one of the things we did <laughs> for All-Star, first season we did a lot. We bought, like, 30 million uh, guidebooks, and we each took a corner of the globe, literally. Yeah. You know, but like, you start reading the stuff, you don't even know what you're reading it for yeah. because you have no idea what you're going to do there. And once you know? we did the race, we knew that so, it was stupid. That's really a waste of time. That's, yeah. that's part of the $1,000 that we wasted. Yeah, <laughs> buying guidebooks for yeah. countries um, that we never and, visited. And <laughs> in, in all fairness, um, you know, Bill and I have both studied languages. Bill's really good in French and Spanish. I know very little about Italian and Japanese and things, but... Um, we have traveled a lot ahead of time. I traveled a lot for work for 15 years. Um, so I was comfortable with like being in places where at best English is a second language of someone and to talk really slowly and not to get upset and don't, you know, dealing with money, dealing with questions and, and directions in a foreign language and stuff like that um, didn't rattle me, I don't think, as much as it rattled some other people. Well, and respect for culture is so yeah. important. If you're going to get the assistance of someone, a stranger in a country you've never, uh, you know, you're just a visitor in their country, it, the first thing you want to do is be nice to them. I mean, you're not, they're not going to help you if you're rude and um, loud and, and impolite. It, yeah. It's just not going to go anywhere. And, so. and screaming at people and screaming at taxi cab drivers <laughs> to go fast and everything else. I mean, it just doesn't work. It's just not really the way you really want to be portrayed on television. Yeah, and ugly know. Americans. You, you, yeah, ugly Americans. Yeah. You don't want to be like a raving lunatic, you know. And th and then after all that, you get eliminated anyway, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's like it's it's better to to try to calm yourself. And the single most I've always said the single most important item um, of of succeeding at the Amazing Race is being able to make good decisions on very little input. Yeah. Because many times you don't know where you're going, you don't know what you're doing, and um, it's a lot of it is, is good luck and a lot of it is good guesswork. And it's set up in such a way to short circuit that. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're tired, you're stressed out. And uh, if I always say it, Bertram, if he could, would run the race for the contestants 24 hours a day until the race is over. But it's because of the camera crew and the, yeah. and the support staff that he can't. You know, they have to take a rest. Uh, uh, but other than that, he would, you know, just run you down to zero yeah. and you're and you're having flare-ups with your partner a lot too i mean because you know you got two people that are are totally stressed out and, and nobody wants to lose and and you think you've got it all right and the other person has it yeah. all wrong and it's just not that way all the time you know well, I mean, and you get down to you know yeah. one in four chances at a million dollars and you and start making quite quite often i think rashly. the people the people who you see win are the teams that really have good relationships with one another and didn't implode on one another. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, with the exception of Freddie and Keke Kendra. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or Flo and Zach. Or Flo and Zach, yeah. A long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there, there are exceptions to the rule. Thank yeah. you very well, much. Well, as Bertram always says, as Bertram always says, anybody can win the race yeah. and do. 
Yeah. You know, it's just a cab driver. I mean, any little thing can go wrong on that last leg. Yeah, I mean, uh, now that the teams are always so close on the final leg, it's maybe a good idea to do what Australia's been doing and make it self-drive final legs. Just so no one can say, yeah. oh, a, a cabbie lost me a million dollars. Yeah, well, yeah, no, yeah, I think, and I, I, think I always think true. those are the more interesting episodes is when you're actually given a clue and you have to drive yourself and you've got a map or you have to ask locals for instructions and directions and things like that, rather than constantly just, you know, diving into a cab and screaming, go fast, go fast, we're in a race. Well, I think they don't you know? in the U.S. because of the, the speed rule. I mean, the production really has had a huge problem with contestants speeding and accidents and things. So. Yeah. I think that's the only reason they don't. They're just so worried that somebody will do something really stupid on that last leg uh, because it is for a million dollars. I mean, I th- I, they did do a half uh, self-drive leg for the final leg of Imaginary 25. Right, so that, but going to that final pit stop, I think yeah, it's yeah, always the, either running, either they run or they it's a cab race. Yeah, the final pit stop was uh, all the last couple of tests were all cabs. Oh, yeah, no, right. In the case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Australia's done very well with doing the self-drive final legs. It's, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's good. cool. It's yeah. what, one of my uh, my sort of pet peeves every time I'm talking about the American race. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's way too many cab situations that go yeah. bad, and it's and yeah. we're a good example of that. Yeah. Uh, in in All Stars, we just had a bad cab driver. It's our fault. I mean, we should have gotten out and gotten into a different cab and done a different. Um, Roadblock also, but anyway, that's another, again another story. March relation such a weird penalty because mm-hmm. I I prefer it to the speed bump because I I'm one of the biggest haters of the speed bump. I really don't like it. Um, yeah. But yeah. it does sort of screw the team march elimination unless the next leg is has a good chance for them to catch up. Yeah, there was mm-hmm. no way for us to that for sure in in the thing that we did. You just never know, though. I mean, stuff can go wrong. It's it's anything can go wrong. Yeah. I mean, you, the cab can break down. You can get a flat tire. You can run out of gas. So much yeah. stuff happens. So it's 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 it really is a coin toss. Yeah. At, at least with your elimination in All Stars, there was the opportunity for the fast forward, even if you got screwed slightly with the intersection. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Slightly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, very. (laughs) Yeah, and it turns out it even hurts even more because we hear later on from the beauty queens that they really wanted to 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 ride with us. Because oh, that really hurt. Because that's what we wanted to do, but it just didn't work out. Yeah, Shala and Manor got there first, didn't they? Yep. Yes. Yep. So. Just another, you know, just one of those other things that went wrong. One of the opportunities where you could have won. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You believe me. It, once you've been on the show, your mind never stops going to that. You know, it's just. Uh, I mean, we're both over it now, but boy, for weeks afterwards, you just think, what if this happened and that didn't happen? And but. You can't change it. And the, and the funny part about it is a lot of these times we were way down at the bottom with Eric and um, Danielle. Danielle. And thinking, okay, it's either going to be them eliminated or we're eliminated or whatever. And it turns out eventually it was us eliminated and they won it. Yeah. Yep. So then not only did they beat us, but they beat five or six other teams yeah. um, that had been in Poland for 24 hours already yeah. or something, you know. So anybody can win. Yeah, it, 
and uh, you, you really can't count anybody out. I mean, look at the, the, the two scientists at the end here, this most recent yeah, one. that's a really Nobody, especially the wrestlers, would have never guessed in a million <laughs> years that they were going to win. Yeah, we, we sort of picked it from the edit. We were quite smug about picking it from the edit. <laughs> yeah, I think... We had it in yeah, like five, I, I think. There we go. Yeah, I, th- I think I agree with you on that. Because I, I told Joe, I said, something's... You know, because sometimes you can. I mean, it's it's you see how they start treating a team, you know, nicer than a, than a time before. Well, with, like, with Amy, episodes. yeah, with Amy and Maya, we we picked it from the leg when they were in Morocco, and Jim was yes. saying, uh, "Oh, Maya was like, oh, it's so beautiful. I love to see the culture. No, it smells like Shh. that's just portraying the winning team as good, portraying the losing yeah. team as bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> one of the most uh, sort of obvious instances of it in uh, recent seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they will blatantly do that. Uh, you know, that's just the, the way the show works. I mean, any reality show really. So when you got stranded in uh, Zanzibar and then Johannesburg, did you reconcile with Eric and Danielle having experienced the same issues? Mm, we, we never trusted them. Yeah. I mean, we, we kind of came to an agreement with them that we would both kind of move forward together and the best team would, you know, make it forward. But we never, I, I personally, I don't think no. Joe did either. We never trusted them. No. We always kind of made sure whatever we did with them, we were there first or we, you know. Yeah. You kept your eye on them the whole yeah, time. Because it was um, kind of scary dealing with Eric. Eric's, I mean, he, he plays a really mean game. I mean, he's, uh, he knows how to push buttons and mm-hmm. all that stuff, you know. Uh, yeah, like Doug Rubaker, which, which they've, they've now yeah. banned now, apparently. <laughs> Which disappoints me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, another question from uh, Atomaster123 on Reddit. Was the tension that appeared between you guys and Frank and Margarita uh, real, or was it a product of editing? Uh, oh, you know, we didn't have much tension with them. We actually consider Margarita one of the best uh, female racers of all time with with with, it, with race, and we were we got along with her fine. She didn't like us at points in the race. I mean, she was very vocal about it, but I don't think they ever really, yeah, you know, I, th- I don't recall any, you know, any real tension we, with them. I'll tell you that yeah. we were aligned with them and, and the, the winners, you know, uh, in, in for about two days during the beginning of the race. But then because of Frank being so volatile, he's the one really why we stepped back from that and said, why should we share, you know, they're a strong team. Why should we share our knowledge of language and everything. Besides, it doesn't work to, to be yeah. uh, in t- in alliances because there's too many people and, and not enough flights. And we've got to pay for our, our crew to go with us. So that's like 12 tickets on every flight. So so it was the combination of, of not liking how F- Frank's personality was kind of getting involved and, and screwing up things and um, the fact there was just too many people. Uh, but no, I I don't think we ever had anything. Yeah, we didn't have we didn't have but, any but animosity. It, it bugged Frank's no end, and you know when we beat him, it's like okay, two gay guys are beating him, and I think it was his masculinity. I mean that's the way I interpreted it. But we never really saw that during the race. We loved seeing it after. I mean it was <laughs> it was like, and when Rosie O'Donnell was talking about it, it was just like oh my god, this is fantastic. Yeah, you know we it was unintended. Seriously, I mean. We were honest when we said, I was, yes. when I said, 
Congratulations. Congratulations. You came in such a good job. job. I mean, yeah. I was that was yeah. very sincere. I wasn't yeah. being snarky when I said that. <laughs> but, you know, the way it looked on TV yeah. with the edit, the way they edited it, it looked like that pissed yeah. him off. But I was okay. <laughs> whatever. I was being sincere when I said it. Uh, Logan wants to uh, say they ended the alliance with Robert Brennan because they had not left America before. Would they make an alliance with him before he visits Vegas later this year? <laughs> hey listen we've been to las vegas with brennan i don't think I'm... yeah right he that's i think that's his town yeah he could be on his own <laughs> is that another little spin-off reality show for him then the Rob oh, in vegas <laughs> oh yeah you'll have to ask him oh yeah yeah that's there are no some comment. there are some you'll people who love some people who love vegas and some people Vegas. Well, let me just tell you, there was a long weekend in Vegas with about six teams, seven teams. Yeah. After the yeah. season was over, the CBS didn't do anything, and and we were all just dying to get back together and talk and kind of decompress about the race. And so we just all got together in Las Vegas mm-hmm. one weekend. It was and that's yeah. like a lost weekend. I mean, yes. I can tell you some stories, but I won't. Bill is still recovering. Oh my it. God, there's some <laughs> some major stories. And I didn't. But go. That, I didn't go. That would be. A, <laughs> A show in itself. I mean, at some point down the road, I'm sure it'll come out. But um, yeah, that was good. <laughs> was that the original Tarkon then? Uh, no, no, no. This is <laughs> Tarkon hadn't. Hit, no, this is like before the show premiered. We we all the contestants went. CBS was trying to prevent us from like getting together. They didn't want anything to get out about the show. They were so worried that the you know the ending was going to be revealed or something. You know, and I can understand why. But we just all, they couldn't control what we did. I mean, we we're private citizens. but And we did sign contracts, so we couldn't talk about the race. But we could get together and party. Why not? So we all just went to Las Vegas and, and yeah, uh, party. Yeah, I'm one of those people <laughs> who is not a big fan of Vegas, having been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, we're, we're not either. But I, I did want to kind of get together and see everybody again. It was fun. And it was crazy. Let me tell, let me tell you. <laughs> not me personally i just i was an observer i was, was, I was an like angel a, i was like a chaperone <laughs> watching everything so uh oh. which team that you raced with would you say got the most surprising edit um probably kevin and drew yeah yeah kevin and drew were the heroes and we were the villains in between there was lots of different permutations but Kevin and Drew were definitely, you yes. know, they're, just as evil. And they're they're not as lovable and they're not as funny yeah. as they were portrayed well, that on Amazing through. Race One. And you saw a lot of that come out on Amazing Race Eleven. You saw very little bit of it on Eleven, but yeah. there was much more than that yeah. on Eleven. So that that was much truer to their real personalities. There was a very there's a very sharp, nasty edge that wasn't shown. I mean, well, ours got shown in Spades. Yeah. Because we're, you know, you're human and, and you react to things. but And all of that was shown about us, but it was never shown about Kevin. It, and it was actually a very gutsy move on uh, CBS's part to portray you guys as the villains. Because they took such a risk casting you, well, really, didn't they? Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, they it did. Was. But then it was yeah. gold. I mean, the show did well. Yeah. And so I don't blame them for doing the way they did. And we were very happy they cast us. But. Yeah, Considering that we're the first real live gay couple ever on American television is a risk in and of itself. Yeah. And and then to make us villains also 
was even riskier yet, I think. Yeah. So, um, but I don't blame so, them for doing yeah. it because you know, really with, with the material out. that they had to work with, I mean, all throughout this whole thing, we just thought we were being competitive. I mean, we weren't going out of our way. And when you to look be at mean or nasty to anybody, I mean, we would say snarky things about people to each other. Yeah. But we didn't necessarily do anything snarky to anybody else until about halfway through. And when you look at the way we played the game, and you look at the way the game has been played subsequently, yeah. it's we, nothing. We've, we've created it. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> The stuff got yeah. three million times worse. I yeah. mean, laying down in plane aisles and all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, made it made it look what Team Guido did look like yeah. you know, child's play. You know, but you know, you think you think we were. I mean, we were called Devil Spawn and you know, oh, children, setting, children setting, of Satan, setting and, the gay <laughs> movement back thirty years. I mean, <laughs> it was we were just put all kinds the of garbage, <laughs> and and you know, anyway, it it was what it was, and we you know, we do it all again, but it was crazy bad, crazy. <laughs> well, you you guys are part of the one All Star season because Amazing Race twenty four was not All Stars. We're, no, thank you, <laughs> thank you. I know. <laughs> I know when when they oh yeah I yeah enough said about that yeah. it's the amount of grief that we gave that season <laughs> it's quite a fun podcasting about it yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know good. it's stunt casting and you know a lot of this comes from CBS uh, you know you just look at what they're doing on Survivor and I know they're having the same conversation with uh, you know uh, Bertram yeah and I feel sorry because Bertram's brilliant yeah I, I wish I'd just let him run the show the way he wants to. So I think a lot of it's important. Have you guys seen uh, much about season twenty six yet? Yeah, a little bit. Just not not liking what I've seen. So I've kind of had it. I I don't like to read too much about it before the season starts because I like to watch it and not be, you know, tainted. So I'll I'll give it a try, but I'm not thrilled about stunt casting. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm less against it than I was when it was announced. But I'm still right. probably going to be quite a lot of grief. Yeah, no, and I think that's a good thing, though. I, I think they do like causing us to talk about it. I, I understand that part. But I, I'm not sure I like the idea, because I've been told so many times by people in the know about the, you know, that work for the company, CBS and the production company, that, you know, it's always about, existing pre-existing relationships well th there's no excuse what you're casting I mean, that don't know each other you always said it was pre-existing relationships and that was part of their like mo the whole it's premise of the, of the yeah it's a relationship show so throwing them together and having it be spontaneous it sounds more like an implosion of of grand proportions there'll be lots of arguments and all the bad stuff that, you know, I don't think the show is about. But, you know, I'm, it's not my show. So we'll I mean, I wouldn't necessarily be against doing an all-stranger season purely because I think it'd be hilarious. But it, yeah, I'm not a big fan of having half and half. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, it'll be interesting to watch. It, it'll be very interesting. But I'm not sure it's, it's a good formula. But we'll see. I hope I... I'm yeah, I don't think any of the um, blind dating teams are going to go home first because there's a particular team I think are going home first. Just, just from looking, yeah. at, looking at the bias. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it'll all depend on how bad they want the million dollars. But what I just see happening is it's going to be too much about this 
one side against the other and, and less about the the show, which is such a, a beautiful travelogue and, and, and how those people experience and change because of what they experience. And I think there's going to be too much of this, like, you're an idiot, you know, you know, all this crap, rather than, you know, oh, what, this is an incredible event that's taking place and we should, you know, in, savor the moment, which is, is the stuff I always like about yeah, the I show. Yeah, I mean, I think just going in, into one particular team, there's a blind date team where the guy says in his video, I don't want anyone who's high strung, and then he, they pair him with a Vegas showgirl. So that, Of course. That's the most blatant bit of it, I think. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like people desperate to get on the show, so they're going to do anything they can to get on. And it's it's too bad if the, if the show's gotten to the point where they think they need to do that. I think Survivor's done a good job with, like, Blood versus Water. And if they wanted to do something that makes sense where it's going to be all family members, you know, mother, father, son, you know, something where it, it's all still relationships. But just this really sounds like The Bachelor on The Amazing Race. I mean, or something. It's just weird. Yeah, I mean, Logan's claim that uh, every greet is going to give out roses. <laughs> yes. Chris Harrison will be hired as the greeter. Yeah, oh, no. See, I'm just so worried that they're on their last leg when they start doing this kind of stuff, and I don't want race to end, you know? I mean, it's already kind of CBS shoving them in a time slot that's like a killer time slot. And, you know, the ratings were down and viewers are down. And then they're doing this stupid thing. Uh, you know, so I just hope it's not like another family season where they're really going to regret it. And this might, time, might ha- do it. Having said that, the uh, the time slot's a lot more convenient for us because we can podcast about it sooner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're the only ones who benefit yeah. on the internet. From a purely <laughs> selfish point of view. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because you've got Australia and Canada to fall back on. So don't kill the American season. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. you, you got to blame the other three guys for the Australian one. We only covered the Canadian one, me and Logan. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I just I just think stunt, stunt stuff is not a good sign. Uh, were there any countries that you were disappointed the race didn't visit in your seasons, but went to afterwards? Yeah. Yeah, we to go to Australia. Yeah. And we also wanted to go to Antarctica. Or Antarctica. Yeah. Well, yeah. D- wasn't there a rumor that you were going to be going to Antarctica when you're in uh, Argentina? Yes, big yes. rumor. Yeah, big rumor. because we kept going that way. Even the flights leaving, going to Ushuaia were were um, we, huge planes. I mean, they were just us. It was just like six teams on a full seven thirty-seven yeah, plane or something. Yeah, and so we th- and then when we landed right in Ushuaia, there was a huge Antarctica type plane sitting on the tarmac. So we thought, oh, that's going to be tomorrow. We're going to get on that plane. You know, it's yeah. just never happened. Never happened. Yeah. <laughs> CBS planted it there for you guys just to trick you? Yeah, probably yeah. just so we'd say something. Or, <laughs> Could yeah, be. Yeah. yeah I wouldn't put Trying to anticipate person. these things is a big waste of time. Yeah. Anyway, we go. We went to Africa. Going back to uh, Bertram's trolling you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's good. It's very good. You got to love him. Yeah. Having said that, the the last Australian season was sort of not very loved by the actual network, yet they went to all six inhabitable continents. So it's still possible. Huh. They're the, only the second season wow. ever to. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy that it's just, it's becoming a success. I'm really happy that Canada has their season, because you can't imagine how many times we've been asked that question in interviews is, 
do you think they're going to allow us on the American version? I said, no, I don't think so. I always hated that question because I knew what the answer was. But I'm so glad they had their own uh, season and successful, as, as well as Australia, because that was another that, that's another country that's always posed that question to us. And yet the UK still doesn't have it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I know. I'm going to bring this up every time yeah, until uh, so, someone does something sure about Yeah, I'm sure the rights are available. Get, get some backers together and, and go for it. <laughs> the problem is I would be so harsh on it if it was bad. <laughs> we have such a reputation to it's a formula. you just you just buy into it and it, it's really all in the casting i think because i think the way it's set up bertram is a you know a, one of the producers and and uh they do a good job you just have to get the right people and do you think you could i, I yeah. mean i would think you could get some great contestants get yourself a partner yeah and get on it yourself you might not be so hard on it after all no <laughs> <laughs> see well that's you know that's the part that's the best part i mean really the internet was just becoming online right around the first season that's i think really the success of of the show was just the participation and the feeling of participation by um and the interaction between the contestants and the public just like this it's always been so we're fans too we love the show and we love to talk about the show so it's um, that's something that probably wouldn't have been possible before the internet and, and social media. Is it a bit is it a bit odd to see uh, to see newer teams getting help by uh, locals who have cell phone or smartphones on them just oh, so yeah. they have that yes, quick of right. access to it now? Like oh, almost oh, yeah. quickens the race, I guess, for them. Yeah, it sorts things out a lot quicker. Yeah, because they can get to the point of, of the information they need a lot quicker and be sure of it, be certain that it's correct. Yeah, that's yeah. a huge advantage. We had untold number of people who wouldn't even let us borrow their cell phones. Probably didn't want us to run up their minutes at the time back in 2001. Hey, yeah, and yet the we were mobile cell phones. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, and they so, wouldn't have been much. So use as a result, them. you know, it was it was a completely different experience for us. And there were that. internet cafes, but I mean, yeah. you, they would be closed. I mean, yeah. they were only you open to, you during business You had to stop racing hours. to go into one or whatever yeah. versus just asking somebody something. Yeah, the first season never would have worked, even if we had it, because it was just so crazy. But in All-Stars, it definitely played into the winner's hands. Because I know teams were using the internet a lot in All-Stars. I mean, when uh, Logan applied for Amazing Race Canada 3, I told him, point blank, if you get on, I will not hold any mercy. <laughs> That's the way it should be. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta be you know thick skinned because it's you know everything you do is up open for consideration. So we, we knew that going in. No, no, <laughs> and it's fine. You know, it's it's fine. To, you know, it really is fine. Everybody has the right to their opinion, and we, we, yeah, so it's okay. Why do you think that season one's cast seems to be so much closer than uh, more recent seasons? Well, just because I think it was a unique experience in in the timeline of the race. You know, no, none of us knew what was going to happen. Now everybody team does know, and the, and I think the teams are aware, really hyper aware of their Twitter following and their Facebook followers and Instagram followers. You know, that's, that's, part of it. I mean, the cast happens a lot of times because you have 
Instagram followers. You've seen that in many seasons recently where they're specifically cast because of their following on social media. So uh, that's the biggest thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Joey and Megan, for example. Yeah, that's a very good example. Or Frankie Grande on. Ugh. You know, it's, it's, it's almost too much, you know. Uh, you, you really do better, especially when you're racing, um, to not to like leave that behind. But I know it's totally in their 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 forehead. You know, they're thinking everything they do is about their Twitter followers and stuff. And it it's hard to keep focused on the race. It's enough without having that be part of your agenda. It's not a good idea to get me started on Frankie Grande because he irritated the hell out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I understand why. Oh, it... <laughs> Whereas you guys were edited to be uh, horrible, he just was and was not edited to be horrible. <laughs> right. I think he was kind of shocked at the end, too. He realized. The lasting image of that season for me is just him crying when he didn't win fan favorite. Right. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, I wonder why, Frankie. <laughs> He's a social media mogul. Oh, yes. my God. Yeah, in his own mind. <laughs> yeah. Hello, there's a star, and you're... I don't think delusional covers it with Frankie Grande. No. <laughs> He's a product of social media. Totally. Yeah, he yes. really is. Um, do you guys still have uh, Frank's letter as well? Yeah, I think we do. Oh, no, wait. No, we had to turn that in. Everything on... That's something that was different. On the first season, we could keep everything. Uh, we weren't supposed to, but we did. And uh, on All Stars, you at the end of every leg, you had to turn paperwork in. They don't allow you to keep anything. And I think we had to turn that Frank's letter that we got in uh, End of the World. And, and, oh, we or certainly don't have it. No, we don't have yeah, it. We don't that, have it. Everything sure you had to, yeah, yeah, there was like a, a PA that was there, off just off camera that took stuff away from you as soon as everything was done. Well, I suppose it'd leave a paper trail if you're on All Stars, especially you wouldn't want to accidentally drop the letter and then someone yeah. from there walk past to go, oh, what's this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were very careful about picking things up. I mean, it was it was so bad on All Stars that we were the first ones to be recognized in Ushuaia of all places in a internet cafe or something and immediately went out across the globe you know it just showed difference and you know because and there was speculation who was on it but then we were the first ones team revealed as being on it and then there's only like one internet cafe in the whole city so everybody was in the same and then until we left people were taking pictures through the plate glass windows on the street yeah they, they the security detail came in and got us and moved us around and stood in the way of cameras, so they, I mean, they try, but there's just nothing you can do. But you, the last place in the world you think people would be recognizing us would be in Ushuaia, literally end of the, the world. End, yeah. end of the world. But you know, it was a bunch of American tourists happened to be in town that day. Fast forward uh, four years, and a team is saved from elimination by uh, people watching on the internet. Yeah. When, uh, when Kaylani yeah. dropped her uh, passport. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. It's uh, ironic because Joe did that on the first season in the uh, airport at JFK. He left his passport in a bookstore where he was looking at a, a guidebook, and he left his passport there. Came back to me, and then we were getting ready to go later, like a half hour later. Or, yeah, yeah. And he realized he had left his passport in the bookstore. 
So we almost were eliminated. So from- we were almost eliminated in the first, very first lake because like we couldn't have gotten through South African customs because <laughs> I didn't have a passport. But that was never talked about. I mean, yeah. But it was it was right there. It facts. was it was sitting on top of a stack of books on a like a discount book table that you could see through the, the window. JFK bookstore, <laughs> and it was sitting there for at least a half an hour, and uh, and nobody found it, nobody took it or anything. It was just incredible. We were so lucky. Yeah, we really had a very a lot of luck on that yes. first season. We both admit it. And uh, I had to go back. I think with the uh, either the cameraman or the salmon because you couldn't be left alone. So either the cameraman had to stay with Bill or the cameraman went with me and we went back. I told him I had to go back to the bookstore, blah, blah, blah. And it was there. And on the way back, he looked at me and said, don't ever tell anybody this story because we don't have it on film. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't care anymore. Yeah, Yeah, if you would have been uh, eliminated first, fast forward 14 years later, we'd probably be talking to Matt and Anna. Yeah, probably probably so. Getting a message of what are you guys going? Why why aren't you interviewing me? We're not important. We would would be a lot closer to them. (laughs) Well, yeah, you should have seen at the end of the race. It was kind of funny, not to not really funny, but to the winners. We all the three teams go to uh, Rosie O'Donnell's studio, and like they're they're, they put. we're all getting ready for our appearance, and they they put um, wasn't it in two segments or was yeah yeah, yeah two segments Drew and uh, Robin Brennan and Frank so, and Margarita on first yeah they put them on first and we had our own segment <laughs> <laughs> and they're the they're winners of the race and they put them on with the second place team and we get our own private dressing room and they had to go into a dressing room to get <laughs> it was very very ironic at yes. the end you know because I'm sure. In Frank's mind, it's like all over again. Like here they are; they're getting treated like the stars. <laughs> and it was, it was. Uh, we didn't win, but we had fun time after the race. That's for sure. Oh yeah, you you made the best of it. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. Oh, sure. we had fun. Yeah, we got yeah. to do a couple free cruises where we were speakers, and and Rosie sent us to Gay Ski Week, and yeah, there was lots of fun stuff afterwards. It's it, it is an amazing experience. It's crazy. Crazy, crazy. Rosie O'Donnell never made you guys make uh, eat gummy worms like they did at the Survivor uh, Marquesas finale there. No, she was really nice to us. Yeah, she was a sweetheart. Yeah, I mean, once I once I apologized for what happened at the Tunisian airport, you could see the look on her face. She just totally changed. She goes, "Oh, you're really sorry." And I'm thinking, "No, I'm not really." I'm thinking, so, but, you know, <laughs> but we're going to say, but it we're anyway. going to say it anyway. Just, you know, I mean, because I I didn't push her. Is the fact yeah. is and. And the fact is that they, uh, Kevin and Drew were reprimanded in India when we had a team, like a cast meeting about the whole issue. Mm-hmm. They had to apologize to us about the Tunisian incident, and no one pushed anybody. If, if anybody pushed anybody, it was them rushing past us because they were getting a little aggressive. But it was not. It was nothing like what was shown on camera, anyway. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, it was because there wasn't even any shoving even shown on camera at all. This was just all through confessionals that we were hearing the I, story being yeah, told. And, and yeah, it, it was really well edited. Is all I got to it, say. It didn't happen at an airplane gate. It happened at the entrance to customs, where yeah. you're going to have your passport checked. And they were, and we were just trying to slow them down because they really only had about five or six minutes to catch their plane. 
and, uh, and the irony was going off in different directions. And, uh, and, you know, we were just trying to make them miss their plane. So we we're just making believe that we couldn't yeah. find our passports. It was the best thing that ever happened to season time. one. And if anybody got shoved, it was Emily getting shoved past me by Drew. They were both behind me. Yeah. And <laughs> we were and, just trying to block them. And it's all on camera somewhere. We never saw the film, <laughs> yeah. but we know they Bertram and crew and everybody reviewed it because yeah. And in the meeting, that was it. They just said, you got to be careful, guys. You can't, um, to everybody, not just to us. They were saying, you just can't do that kind of thing in an airport. And this was all pre-2001. So you can imagine, uh, they've been very strict since then. You can't do anything like that. And it was really kind of last second. I mean, the way you see it on TV, the way it starts is really all it was. It was just like, Okay, we're going to go get in line, but we're going to wait to get in line until we see them coming. That was literally all the thought I had in my mind, is we're just going to get in line before them. And that pissed them off so much. <laughs> and, and then what I did was right the last second, which was, again, very impromptu, this family was in a hurry, and I let them go ahead of us. And that's what really pissed them off more than anything, is that we let another family go in front of us. It was like six or seven people, so it was a lot of people that we let go in front of us. So, which I had the right to do. I was in line before. So anyway, it was it was funny, and I did. I honestly didn't think it was going to turn into anything like that. It was it was, it was actually kind of funny. Yeah, but as that, in in reality, looking back on it, is the best thing that could have ever happened to us. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the reason why you're talking to us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because it was, you know, it was ultimately it's the the single most notable thing that's probably ever happened on the first first ten or twelve episodes of Amazing Race. Well, and and Tuna's gay. I mean, it was. It's always every conversation is brought up. People are still talking about it fifteen years later. (laughs) Only nothing's ever gone back to Tunisia since then either. No, No. nobody's allowed to. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that airport incident. Bill and I are actually going back on vacation in June to to apologize yeah. to everybody. <laughs> the, the Team Guido Sorry Tour. Yes, really. Yes, yes. T- taking you along with Canadian to do your sorrying for you. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll Sorry take about that. Kevin and Drew. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll post some pictures this summer. We're going to be there in June, and we'll put them up on Facebook. <laughs> We're all very sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right. Not. Yes. Not. Yes. <laughs> now we brought democracy to Tunisia. <laughs> it was funny. So we'll finish with our final question about Amazing Race 1. Uh, do you believe you had any shot of winning the race by the time Kevin and Drew were eliminated? Um, yeah, we, do we have any shot? Do we think we had a shot? Yeah, I think oh, yeah. we honestly did because... We believed that something could happen. I mean, erroneously believed. And but you know the way Bertram, they always Bertram not personally, but they always kept giving us pep talks like, guys, you know, it's time to get going. I mean, whoever was with us, whoever your handler was, they're always careful about not saying anything that you know would help you. But they were always encouraging yeah. and would try and, to pump you up. 
And, and you and you never know what's coming next. You didn't know how long it's going to be at a wait for an airplane. Um, you didn't know once you got to a location how long you're going to have to wait for opening times. Yeah. And things like that. So there was always a possibility, uh, however remote it was, that um, actually we could catch up to Rob and Brennan. But now, um, because know. of of that first season, that's why there's airport bunching. And yeah. You know, you never see the the final four teams ever get far apart because of Team Guido. Yeah, they don't they don't want to be a cakewalk for somebody. <laughs> I think that's probably why uh, we don't see an intermediate location in the final leg anymore as well. That's right. That's right. Yep. It's always fly from the final country straight to your final destination city. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. And it was really sweet to see those final. I mean, when we got to New York, they of course the race was over and it happened the day before. About Eight teams came to the airport to greet us, which we thought was really nice. They they yeah. sent mm-hmm. they sent a van and and they all came to to greet us and kind of gave us uh, big hugs and it was yeah. really nice. I, was I, I mean, considering how you know things played out, we were amazed that the people were so nice. The teams were so nice to come out to the airport. I mean, it really was. It was considering you know how we were edited. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, they wouldn't have done it if the race ended in Tunisia. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Granted. You're right. We probably would have been marched off to a guillotine. I think I think maybe they felt a little bit sorry for us. Bit, <laughs> they, would, they would have just been shoving each other out of the way to uh, get to you first. They were happy we weren't at the finish line, and then so the yeah. next day they could be nice to us. As long as we weren't They all the got their line. wish come true. Yeah. <laughs> Bill and Jarn here. Okay. We didn't win. <laughs> yeah, that was okay. Well, hey, guys, it was great talking to you. Yeah, th- thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, yes. thank you. We're, again, we're very it's honored. Well, to... well, well worth waking up for. <laughs> <laughs> we're staying, uh, staying up late for as well. Yeah. Yeah, staying up late and, for, and yes. for us as well, yes. yeah. Yes. Very exciting. Yeah, and now I'm going to watch Australian Season 2, I think yeah. that's what you said. So I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to take your advice. Okay, so thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back in the first few weeks of February to preview Amazing Race 26. Thank you to Joe and Bill for joining us, especially. You guys are always welcome back. Feel free to hit us up on Twitter. I'm at MJ Helmstone. Logan is at LogSuperKawaki. And you can find Bill at Team Guido. See you next time. Bye.